0: Welcome back, with those eyes and ears, and the people that are interested in podcasts. We are Fortitude. I have some good news, and I have some bad news. The bad news is my regular partner, Britton Payne, has been stricken with a COVID nineteen virus. He's in, he's currently in quarantine. is is likely leaving a scene reminiscent of the Beautiful Mind. You might have seen that one yes he complains incessantly and probably talks to himself all day long he's going to survive though he will return to the fortitude desk next week hopefully the good news is that we have scoured the planet interviewed hundreds of people scrutinized each one and finally drug tested the finalist and one man made it through the fortitude interview process his resume lists many accomplishments, including hosting a wide variety of popular morning shows and shows, not just morning, but currently at WPAP 820, along with acting as the play-by-play announcer for the TCU Horn Frogs. We have not been able to verify all this as our research department is out with COVID, so, but he does sound legit. So welcome
1: to sh- the show, Mr. Brian Estridge. Have you been able to confirm, has Britain grown any more hair? <laughs> since covid
0: uh, it's likely he's lost some pigment to his skin and more hair oh my i know it's it's oh, difficult but okay. we'll tell casper i hope he feels better i will tell him uh by the way congrats on 30 years uh in, in broadcasting yes my friend. about that? well done yes sir yeah. a little little guy from kershaw little, little guy south again.
1: carolina no longer a little guy nice
0: nice going. nice work before we get to our guest brian uh, i want to make a couple mentions of some noteworthy news stories the Texas Wesley Football Program, I don't know if you follow those guys, but they are on a roll. Joe, Coach Joe Prudhomme, they defeated number 15, ranked Arizona Cardinal, or Arizona Christian Firestorm recently. Uh, they were ranked 15 in the country at the time, but they're, Joe Prudhomme's Program at is doing really well. They're
1: undefeated. You, you talk about a guy who gets a lot done without a lot. Oh Lord, these poor these that. poor
0: guys. No locker room, no practice field right. to speak of. They play at Farrington Field for home games,
1: so they they have a, a
0: much higher uphill challenge than say the TCU Horn Frogs. Sure. But Great they do story. well. So the TCU Lady Horn Frog a uh, Horn Frog a uh, soccer team they had their first defeat last night. Today is uh, September sixteenth. Mm-hmm. They had the lo- lo- their first defeat to Pepperdine one zero last night. Uh, they were ranked number fifth in the nation prior to that, so they're still doing quite well, but their first loss comes comes last night. Today's the 17th. 17th. So let's put that yesterday at the 16th. Gotcha. Is that math check out with you? Got gotcha. you. Um, the horn Frog football team is obviously back in action. Uh, we were two games in, undefeated. Some tests are coming up, SMUs in, in a week, so we'll see about that. Uh, my co-host, uh, Brian Ostrich. Uh, you know he should be the, the voice of the frogs. Right. Um,
1: you can hear the game on WBAP.
0: WBAP eight twenty. Right. So yes. don't watch the game. Listen to the game. There you go. There you go. Um, the fourth Symphony Orchestra season is back in session. Uh, if you care for that such a thing, uh, sort of thing, please give them, give them a listen. They're doing really good things over there. A uh, friend of the show, Mister Tim Locke, tells me the State Fair of Texas is back in action. I don't know it's if you care the state. I of the do state love Fair. the State yes. Fair of Texas. Uh yes, it's a it's a very interesting scary place to be sometimes. Well, I have to go see Tiny
1: Tim the world's smallest horse once a year. <laughs> so. Right,
0: right. Did you go see Arab Clapton last week in concert? At you, the State Fair
1: of Texas? No, at Dickies Arena. Oh no, I didn't no, make no. That.
0: Yeah, uh, So we're, we're, yeah, we moved on to, from the state where uh, we're, on, we're now on to bigger things. Yeah. No, uh, was, it, was it a good show? I, I don't know. I just asked. Oh, yeah. no. We should have been there. Yeah. I can imagine it wasn't bad. No, so the guy's incredible. Yeah. We lost uh, a comedian, Norm, comedic Norm McDonald uh, last, last yes. week, so that was kind of a sad one. He had a nine-year private cancer battle that yeah. no one really knew about. He so. has a
1: great joke about a moth going okay. to see a doctor. Okay. It's a long... Have you ever heard this joke? It's a long joke. It's like four minutes long. And the guy's going through all the things that are ailing him and things the, the moth is talking to the doctor. And finally, the doctor says, well, why did you come see me? And the moth says, well, the light was on.
0: <laughs> Fantastic. And you know why he's sitting in this chair, folks. <laughs> uh, a little shout out to my partner's son, Pearson Payne, he had a little procedure uh, a few days ago. He's get well soon, pal. And lastly, Brian, we lost a, lost a bit of an a, a icon in town. Ed Schulmeyer passed away yesterday, the September 16th. He was the president and CEO CEO of Alcon Labs for 25 years, and he was about one of the most passionate basketball fans that TCU ever had for over 50 years. Do
1: you know his story? Like his background? Not not particularly well. I'm going to get a little bit of this wrong, so allow me some freedom here. But orphaned at the age of 10, grew grew up in an orphanage, went to the University of Cincinnati, played three sports, was a great athlete. Graduated from Cincinnati. The day that he walked across the stage, the president of Cincinnati said, so what are you going to do now, And He said, I'm going to Harvard. And he did. He went to Harvard. His first job out of Harvard was at Alcon. And he worked himself up to CEO. Wow. From the the ground up. You talk about a self-made man. Pretty amazing. And a very philanthropic giving individual yes well Ed's the
0: city so right. of fort worth and the and the, the community of T, tcu is sad to learn of his passing yesterday so thanks ed for all you did for the city and, and school so speaking of good great people we have one with us today brian Leave by the name of victoria wise um she's done some
1: cool stuff you ready you ready to get into her story i am i wonder if it's making victoria as uncomfortable as it's making me that the chair that i'm sitting is slowly moving down <laughs>
0: I have some jokes in there but I think I'll refrain cuz I don't want you to get Did mad. Did you do at this me. on purpose? I didn't know such thing. That might be the special chair. Yes. I might I'm going to stand Sludge up. Budget cuts. It might right, be right. Yes. Well, Victoria, sorry if you had, had endure that long introduction, but thank you very much for being here. We're honored to have you in, in studio with us today. So, Thanks
2: for having me. This is exciting.
0: So Victoria is a, the epitome of entrepreneur, Brian. She's done lots of things, and we're going to talk about some of these things. She's First off, she's well-traveled. She's been to 25 countries. Is, that, is there more than 25 now?
2: Probably a few more. A
0: few more than that? No. It's Give considerably more than most folks. Um, you have four children, Correct? I do. How old are these kids nowadays?
2: I have a 14 year old boy, a 12 year old girl, and twin boys that are 10. So I had a three and a half year old, 18 month old, and twin newborns. And it's not a recommended birth.
0: birth. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> so well done. Well done for that for sure. It. So
2: I didn't do that alone. So. <laughs>
0: Brian's fixing his chair. Go ahead, yeah, that's Brian. That's okay. Just keep talking. We, okay. Well, we can talk about Victoria's accomplishments before we get to the major issues that she's accomplished. Um, she's one of the most influential people in Fort Worth by the Fort Worth Inc. Three years running. That's a big deal. Uh, she started in 2011. And if, if I'm getting any of this incorrectly, please stop me. But uh, she started the Jewelry jewelry Nut Auction as well as Tanglewood Moms at the, the same time, basically, right? I did. Um, one of them, the Julie nut auction, they actually, she sold not too long after forming it because it reached a certain level, a million and a half of sales. And somebody came knocking and you made the, 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 the uh, economic decision to sell it. Then Tanglewood moms caught fire a few years later. Uh, Brian, do you use Tanglewood Moms?
1: I do as my search engine. It is. Yes.
0: That's the beauty of this whole matter is yes. Tanglewood Moms is a lot of things to a lot of people, but let's just call it what it really is. It's a search engine for people that want to things, almost anything you could imagine. People go there for about every issue they could ever have. And then even negative, positive, all everything that that covers, which is incredible. So... Let's talk. Let's start there. Yeah. Tanglewood Moms. Well,
2: I was just at lunch today with someone who was um, looking to join us as a sponsor, but they mentioned that it's breaking news in Tanglewood Moms. We have twenty thousand members, and people are on the ground. They know what's going on before it's on the news, before certainly before it's in any newspaper, and that's where the reporters are. They're getting information from our members. So, I, I mean, it's really you say it's search, but it's also like as it's happening.
1: H- how do you? Um I guess for lack of a better word edit it. Like how mm. yeah, you know you know what I'm saying or do you or is it all organic to the point where you say you know what this is part of the community we just we just let it happen.
2: Yeah. So there's a little bit of things to know before you know people are like who's Victoria what's Tanglewood moms mm. you know I'm not a mom you, you know you mentioned searching and and knowing about it but Number one, you don't have to live in Tanglewood. Number two, you don't have to be a mom. It's open to women in Fort Worth. And so that is the group, the Facebook group, 20,000 members. We have a public Facebook page, and then we have a website by the same name. And so you can use you know these three different channels. But as far as moderating, I there are certain rules. We have 10 rules, and some of them are when something becomes a hot-button topic, we just Say you can't talk about this here, and we rely on our members a lot of times to flag those comments, and we just hit delete and say, you know what, we're these are your neighbors. This is supposed to be a helpful community. We really want this to be a positive uplifting space. There's plenty of places on the internet to go and you know air your grievances. It's just not going to be here.
0: Good. How often do you run into problems like that? I'm sure. I'm sure the masks and the pandemic oh. it had plenty of those type situations. The
2: protests. Like- is
0: this a regular occurrence nowadays that you've gotten to be so big?
2: So. I mean, maybe weekly or a couple times a month. It's not every day. And usually it's people start policing each other and it regulates itself. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's a little, it can be unwieldy, but I, sure. I think people get it. And so, yeah, I don't, it's not a huge problem.
0: If if it's a fair question, what's the craziest thing that's happened on Tanglewood Moms? My smiling? lawyer
2: would say I can't yeah. discuss
1: that.
2: <laughs> I think everybody knows there's a hashtag. That's yeah, all I, that's all I can say. Okay, <laughs>
1: fair <laughs> enough. But, there, but there's been so many positives to come out of it. I mean, there's got to be oh, there's yeah. got to be one or two stories where stories. Tanglewood Moms has made a difference. Right. Like any of those stand out?
2: Yeah, for sure. One recent, someone told me about. They said, "You do know somebody bought somebody a house." There was a person in need. Someone purchased somebody a house. Because of Tanglewood moms. So that's where I have to look at like, yeah, there's all these crazy things that happen. And that, you know, that drama there, as my lawyer would also say, <laughs> um, is p- part of the fun of being a part of it. You know, you get to see all the the drama. But um, I have to think that these positive things that happen in the group outweigh the, you know, the the kind of bickering or silliness that may happen. So yeah, somebody biting somebody a house was one thing. I mean, there's certainly um. A lot of nonprofits that are a part of it and last year was it hit them hard and so we were a great place to to um for those people to be seen
1: how do you overcome the the thinking that someone says oh that's just gossip i'm not going there just because of, it's, it's just gossip how do you overcome that
2: oh gosh um uh, but, more than that, it's more like misinformation mm. these days than gossip. You know, if there's somebody, we certainly don't allow any business bashing or or, or individuals to, to be harmed in that way. But more, it's just like, there's just so much information out there on the internet and a lot of that gets shared. And so then I have to be, you know, the judge and jury and decide what stays and what
0: goes. And one thing that's really cool about Tanglewood Moms is you and your staff almost, <laughs> except for one or two people are all female. And that's really a, a unique thing and, and part of your design, correct?
2: Yes. And we did. So the magazine um, public started publishing in 2017. The I'm going to back up 2011 is when that Facebook group started. As you mentioned, 2015 is when the digital side started the website and um, how we started making it into a business. And then in 2017, the magazine. And so that's when we really started paying attention to our writers and their backgrounds and their ethnicity and race and you know just um, socioeconomic level. We wanted to have a wide range of voices, so that included male and female. There are a few ra- writers in the group, um, and uh, Eddie Brown, Lyle Brooks, my husband, and um, I guess yeah, the rest are all female. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. uh, Brian mentioned something with you a second ago that triggered a thought. But all these people throwing out ideas at Tango and Moms all the time. How how does that monitor How do you, how do people catch the bad and get rid of it quickly. Is there, are, are you looking at it all the time? How I do you think
2: I am? How do
0: you, how do you, yeah, <laughs> they, I think they do. And several I friends have mentioned that. How do you, how do you catch the bad before it gets out of hand?
2: I don't always, you know, it's not, it's not a perfect solution. I might at some point hire someone to moderate it 24 seven. Um, but usually if it's something that's super out of hand, I'm getting a text message from somebody rather than me having to open up Facebook and see that there's something out of hand. um, So, yeah, sometimes things go for a little bit. Usually no more than an hour, but... you
0: know. And it's 20,000 members currently, right? Right. What is the price of admission? Zero. Mm. Zero.
2: Yeah, that we um, monetize through sponsorships on on of our blog and magazine.
1: Has anyone ever changed your mind?
2: To charge membership?
1: No, no, no. (laughs) On an issue (laughs) where you've said, you know what, I'm taking that down. That doesn't need to be up there. Uh, and have they ever reached out to you and said, Hey, here, here's here's my thinking on this, or here's my side of it, or you know, here's some information I'd like to share with you. Yeah. To where you've said, you know what, I I haven't thought of it like that.
2: Yeah, that's a good question. I have that happen a lot because mm-hmm. I'll hear but really I get um pinned into, oh, you're politically this way right. because you would have reacted this way. Or at the same token, the same argument, I'm You're the opposite. Opposite. Oh, yeah. Too conservative. So I couldn't possibly be both on every issue. I certainly think that I do kind of have ideas and values on both sides. Um, But I definitely am, you know, seen to be, oh, you're handling this wrong or I wouldn't have done it this way. But, yeah, I would absolutely would listen to somebody's side and see, okay, I didn't see it that way. I can see how that might be
1: wrong. And and then maybe say – Okay. Then you're, yeah, that, we yeah. can talk about that or totally. that can be on here.
2: Yeah. Or even tell the story. You know, if it's yeah. something that needs a wider audience to read, we, it may be something that we publish.
0: When was the aha moment for you in Tanglewood, in regard to One Moms, when you said, when you thought to yourself, I really have something here that's catching fire and people are going to, going here and loving it. Did you have a, one of those moments?
2: So in 2011, I started a business called Jewelry Net, Net Auctions with a partner, and at the same time, we started the Facebook group. And people don't know this, as in marketing play. You know, we knew that at some point we would need to market our business locally, although it was sold nationally. The products were sold nationally, and um, initially invited, you know, friends in our neighborhood. But then it, that same day, we launched it. It was friends out in other neighborhoods wanting to join. And so that's why that name is a little bit of a misnomer and we allow anybody in. But from 2011 to 2014, we were on a rocket ship with that business. And we were recognized by Facebook and put on their SMB council, their inaugural year of it. They had it for five years. And so we helped Facebook develop ad products for other businesses And, um, so how we transact on Facebook today is we were one of three businesses testing that we'd already developed the tools ourselves. We've been transacting on Facebook for three years and they wanted to know, how did you do it? You know, what tools does an individual, like a small business need to be able to sell on Facebook? And, um, we built software. It was, um, very costly endeavor, um, but the business was still doing well, we were ready to exit. We sold the company, and then in twenty fifteen, um, I had soft launched one jewelry business that I ended up having to put away, but at the I knew as an entrepreneur, I didn't want to have to take a job. I just needed to start something that was gonna be able to um, you know make money right away. and I had twenty three hundred members in this Tanglewood Mom's Facebook group, and I just had the idea launch a website. And put together a marketing package for small business. I I was also running a social media marketing boutique firm, just handling three different clients. One was a national client, one was a regional client, one was a local client. And we were seeing great results for them using Facebook to manage their their social media. And in 2015, you know, you talk to a business and they were like, well, why do I need this? I can just hire my co- like a college intern mm-hmm. to do this. I don't need this handled professionally, but some of them, you know, took us on and, and we were able to grow. So in 2015, I knew I, I needed to show myself as a positive example of how it works. If somebody takes over your social media. And so I grew my own, I grew the Instagram account to 10,000 as fast as I could. Um, started an email campaign that goes out. It initially was once a week. Now it's twice a week. And um, the, uh, yeah, the, the Facebook page to accompany the group so that it could be a public um, facing side.
1: So so you obviously have developed a strategy, a winning strategy that's worked. Do other companies, I'm assuming other folks have come to you for advice on how to pull this off. Do you have any ideas to how many other businesses you've influenced?
2: Well, with Jewelry Nut, we were the first to launch in that vertical. So it existed in children's wear, this Mm -hmm. type of comment selling. But then when we launched with jewelry and accessories and then clothing, we had our copycats after month one. Dallas ones started popping up, um, then other ones all over the country. And so we kind of started this trend of people getting online at 7 or 8 p.m. and shopping from their phone by hitting comment, right? By commenting sold in their email address or PayPal. Um, so yeah, I know that that was certainly an influential, um, business play. Like we, we saw people and like immediately copycat, um, a little bit here locally, there was somebody that attempted to do exactly what we were doing and it didn't work out for them. I think Tanglewood moms, I guess, because we had already had that traction and that brand record, you know, um, recognition mm-hmm. that this is where people chose to interact as a reader or audience member. And then uh, also for businesses to want to align with this because we did, much like Angie's List, have this sort of seal of approval. If Tanglewood Moms are using them, then I trust it.
0: Mm-hmm. Good job crushing out the local competition. I'll, I'll <laughs> you tell us how that works one day uh-huh. off air. No, yeah. <laughs> um, for entrepreneurs, young entrepreneurs, and even for female entrepreneurs, what, what kind of advice could you give people in that realm? Because you've had successes. What do you, what do you, could, what could you tell people to give them a little more encouragement?
2: You know, I think it's something you're sort of born with. You know, I, I, I started my first business in high school and then, and in, in college. What was in, the first business? Always Sorry. in jewelry. You know, most of my career has been in jewelry. Um, I designed and produced jewelry that I sold to the five state area through, it was the fashion market in, in, in Dallas. And then I went to work for a company and and learned design and sourcing. Um, that we had production in Asia, so I learned kind of the corporate side of it. And then I started a children's wear line, um, and then I started Jewelry Nut. So I'd had several, hit, you know, wins and losses, and and really, I guess the, the connecting thread is is marketing, and trend spotting, um, knowing what might work before seeing somebody else's doing it, you know, just doing it first really. So as far as advice, you know, I think you kind of just need, you have to have that work ethic and um, not afraid to take risks. You just do it before you're ready. Do it before you've got the website, just launch it Go and you know, your customers will find you. You'll know pretty quick if it works or not.
0: You're, we're smiling because, you know, we're getting advice for our fledgling <laughs> podcast here. Yes. And like, we we don't know what we're doing yeah. half the time, but, this is all good so Good to hear. So,
1: you're preaching to the choir. Mm-hmm. Other, in other words, it, it, JW mentioned early on that your travels, your worldly travels, what five continents, 30 countries, whatever it is. How much of that has, has that been driven by work or has it been driven by pleasure? And how much has it influenced your work?
2: I don't think a lot of people know this, but I'm from South America. Mm. I was born there. All my family's from there. Um, my grandfather was um, a German Jew that escape before the war so i don't i've always been told but you don't look ecuadorian and i don't but i have a lot of you know family there um and traveled there every other year to see them growing up mm-hmm. but i grew up in oklahoma and uh, my family just loves to travel so they always took us places and when so I you're was like
1: through- ocladorian <laughs> <laughs> really what it Texas is.
2: doesn't claim me I know uh, that tra-
1: <laughs> they're like no sorry you're from Oklahoma
2: no but I um, I, it, when I was 13 there was an organization called People to People out of Spokane, Washington and they um, had people from our high school I was a freshman apply to be a, a candidate to go to the Soviet Union it was it was the USSR at that time that was 1989 so that was my first travel abroad without family it was a school trip we got briefed in washington dc what you can and can't do you know when we got there we certainly had our you know kgb person there you know following us to all of the things so that was that gave me a lot of independence knowing i could do that um
1: so this is 89 so this is this is post cold cold war no right?
2: this is far like in well, the heart of quote like i guess the wall came down the
1: wall had come down after this is after ronald reagan right 89
2: no, the wall had not come in, come down yet. I he, think that he, happened in the
1: 90s. Perestroika okay.
0: was 91. 91. 91. So that's, yeah. okay. It
2: was pre, every, I mean, you, there was, you know, the bread lines. And really? There, still. There was, you could trade Levi's jeans on the black market. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> like, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That's what I remember as a 13 year old. Um, but it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. I knew I have always had the travel bug. And then in college, I went on semester at sea. So I think 13 of those countries were from that. Uh, experience and um you were on a ship that goes around the world and we were on the eastern um, trip
1: how, how did your folks send you away at 13 to russia <laughs> like if my 14 year old came to me and said hey i'm gonna go to russia for a year i'm like no no you're not perhaps
0: she's well, not as kind and generous as she seems. May,
1: may, <laughs> maybe yeah right
2: it wasn't a whole year it was just a month okay so it wasn't too long we had our uh chaperones from the school we had uh, teachers from the school that attended and then we were 25 kids from duncan oklahoma but we went with um 25 other schools so okay. we were a large group in a caravan of buses and it was safe you know there it was we weren't worried college yeah tcu tcu all right our tvf major um film studies my Very parents nice. would always joke oh, What are you going to do
1: with that? -hmm. (laughs) Study film.
0: Yeah.
2: Just going to watch movies, (laughs) mom and dad.
0: You could do what you're doing now successfully or do what we're doing here and maybe just kind of barely get by. Well, I
2: think for us, you know, production classes are super beneficial in the age of social media that you can't, if you have any sort of background in that, you know how to tell a story visually. It did help me in my businesses. Um, So yeah, I did TCU all I loved and I've always said I would, if I could go back, I'd do it all over again. Wouldn't change a thing. Nice.
0: Yeah. What's the next step for Tanglewood Moms?
2: Um that's a good question too because I keep having these I will try anything and and I have to stop myself sometimes. I've had a goal to launch in another city. Makes a lot of sense to launch in Dallas because we have clients that have locations in both cities. But I haven't done it yet. I'm just, you know, Fort Worth is just booming and um, bursting at the seams. There's so much business here. It doesn't make sense. I feel like I need to be a better advocate for my sponsors than try to, you know, start from scratch and do it somewhere else.
1: What's the negative to it? Is, is there a negative for you? Like, do you look on it and you go, man, all of it is so good, but...
2: Yeah, the business is fantastic. I will say we did see a little dip with COVID, mm-hmm. but I've never been... And I, gosh, it sounds like I'm really tooting my own horn here. <laughs> like, more successful. Like, this is, I've really, like, worked hard at this, and it's paid off. So I'm really proud of that. The downside is, yeah, social media can be a complete, just, it can tear you down, yeah. and it's hard. I listened to the Armchair Expert podcast. I don't know if you guys have listened to that or know mm-hmm. about it, but they had a gentleman named Yuval Harari, and he's a historian and also philosopher. and He's talking about how, What's going on now is that the humans are hackable. You can go down the rabbit holes of social media and what you perceive to be actual media telling you something about that, you know, what's happening and you start believing it and you start forming new values and opinions and it's a lot of where this division is happening. And so, yeah, I just went off that hamster wheel. I don't want to be an active participant. AI is not perfect, and they make mistakes. These tech companies make mistakes, and, and it's like, oh, do I want my kids to be a slave to this? I feel like a slave to it a lot of times. Even being like, a complete Facebook advocate, I still serve on a leadership group for the company, and, um, and I love it. I love that they enable small business to launch without any investment, uh, what's it? jewelry nut was launched with a thousand dollars and um tangle and moms was a hundred i bought a wordpress template and i built the website myself like that's you, incredible you don't have to have a lot of money to be in business and mm. and and do well so yeah that's that's the that's the drawback is right now you just kind of feel a little bit of a, a slave to that
0: sure so we haven't touched much on um made the magazine but many of our our listeners especially our two, three, four moms, definitely. But I, we get that, we get the made worthy in the mail. How did this happen? And what's that been like?
2: So when I launched the, uh, website tangle with moms and I mentioned, I had one local sponsor. Um, he's a real estate agent and I was working for him managing all of his marketing, not just his social media. And I learned, the magazine business as an advertiser. I saw rates. I saw distribution. I saw how they worked. And I thought, I'm doing this exact same thing digitally. I see what you're making by doing print. Now, granted, there's a much higher cost in developing a magazine. But I thought, I can do this. I can launch my magazine. I've got my base of clients. And so I went to actually um, Pavlov was my first one with a blank sheet of paper that looked like what the magazine looks like, just blank pages and a pitch on um, an iPad and said, this is what I want to do. And he was like, I'm in. So that was my, that was my first meeting. That was my first yes. And I just went from client to client saying, this is my vision. This is what I, this is what I want to do. And what I found was there was a, there was a um, need in the market in publishing for people writing stories that people like me are interested in moms you know young to middle age um and just to know more of fort worth than maybe just 109 or 107 you know just learn about fort worth and these great people in it so that is how it worked you know i had i went to my editor i went to my husband i want to start a magazine they both thought i was nuts for wanting to do it and because print is dead you know i was a Leading social media for people, I was the one also saying this, but I I saw how it could work, and and so far we're in our fourth year of publishing and doing well. Wow,
0: do you want to tell her about your idea for a publication called Tanglewood Dads? Yeah, yes. talk about that off. but air. it's all photos.
1: It would be, <laughs> yeah,
2: <laughs> it would be a winner. People have people men have requested for since the day we launched to be a part of this. And really. And I keep saying we'll go start a tangle with dads. Yeah. Go do it. So far no one's done it, but I think it would work.
0: Yeah, so <laughs> what's the what's the subscriber base for uh Madeworthy?
2: Um well, that's like 40,000 readership. We print 10,000 copies and it goes 75% of those go to homes and the rest of them go to Central Market and Whole Foods on Brian Urban, just
0: right across the nice. here. Yeah. But steady growth ever since the initiation.
2: Well, uh steady growth with advertisers. Are we have maintained our same um publishing you know numbers and um the magazine i'm sorry the digital platforms keep growing i've never raised prices in our magazine but we just got an email from our printer saying oh you know pretty big increase so this will be so
0: are we announcing on the show a a <laughs> subscriber pr- um, increase the, oh, an advertiser increase? Advertise, yeah because advertiser, it comes yes. for
2: free we, we right, use the right. same model like 360 west where you know if you meet a certain criteria my criteria is not financially based it's more geographic and stage of life and if you have kids that's who gets it um but uh yeah i may have to it's the worst having to raise prices
0: how did the pandemic treat you last couple years anything different in your life because of
2: i got covid in march of 2020 and I wasn't a severe case. I never had to be hospitalized. I did have to get on oxygen and I have been a COVID long hauler for 18 months. Oh wow. And I just got there's this doctor out of Stanford. And I want to say I, I'm glad you brought it up because I do want to mention this to readers, because not everybody knows. And I just found out about it. It's called COVIDlonghaulers.com and they send it's a doctor out of Stanford. He developed the test to screen for cytokines, raised, you know, elevated um markers mm-hmm. and so I uh, did the test I just got it back this week and I have four super high things that they screen for and I'm waiting for my appointment and not google it because I don't want to get scared yeah, <laughs> like, how long do I have to live doc mm-hmm. not really but I just I want it I hopefully there's some treatment protocol treatment plan for people like us that will really help end this because it's it's been a real struggle
1: is it mainly, mainly fatigue
2: I do have some fatigue I have a lot of pain and mm. I developed a mast cell disorder, mm. which is um uh like really bad allergies. Right, right. To your tongue and lip swell and your face and your throat. And so that can cause anaphylaxis. And mm. so it's kind of a bummer. Um but yeah, as far as the business, COVID um did affect us for that May June issue when all the businesses were having to close and not open doors, we just did a much smaller publication. It's still printed, but we saw a dip there. Um, we did get some relief from the Fort Worth, um, the Preserving the Fort Grant. That was awesome. I saw other influence, like I think it was Jonathan Morris was posting about apply for this. This right. is free money. And so we got a little relief there. Uh, but yeah, not not terrible. This year has been great.
0: I would tell you my my regular partner, Britton, suffers from some sort of neuroses and irritability. I thought it would be um a long haul part of the long haul syndrome, but yeah, he's just getting over it today in fact, so it's this is a longer term problem, so we'll we'll, we'll <laughs> go on a different tangent with that one someday um our first off we, we appreciate you being here very, very very much, so proud of your success. you've done a lot of good things for a lot of people in this town before you go, besides your familiar affairs, your kids, your husband what's the best day of your whole life
2: Ooh, like Pretend like I'm, this is my best day of my life.
1: No, what is the your best day? My yeah, of best your, day
2: that I've ever had. Yep.
1: You were just going to plan your best yeah, day, I was right? Like, yeah. what really? can I do? This? I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, no, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
2: it's actually
1: a good way to take that, but.
2: Yeah. So, gosh, I haven't even, that's a question I've never been asked. I don't have like a answer for what would, has been the best day of my life. Um, yeah, I don't, I guess just, I will say just. Being so thankful for the family that I have. So it's not just a day, but I didn't plan on having four kids. I didn't see
0: she's going family, Brian. She's breaking the rules. Shoot. It's okay. (laughs) It's really hard. It's certainly never been
2: because of like any sort of financial or like, you know, award or anything like that, or even graduating. You know, that's all hard work. But like that's, I feel like family is like God given and it's super special. and It is. Yeah.
1: I thought very, you were going to say when you put your yep. feet on the ground after that tour around the world on a boat. <laughs> you, you know what's funny
2: about that is <laughs> you get off the ship after the first port. Just it was the Bahamas to Venezuela,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and the whole world is moves side yes. to side. <laughs> yes, and then the next um, port was uh, Brazil, Salvador de Bahia. And you get out and it's totally fine. You're solid. And so it's getting your sea legs. And I mm. had no idea that that was a, a thing.
1: So do you think your sea legs are permanent now? Like do, <laughs> like once question. you get them, do you have <laughs> them? I've often it wondered is. that.
2: I don't know. But I, I used to get uh, car sick all the time as a kid. But after that trip, never again.
1: So maybe they're permanent. Maybe it is.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. maybe so. Well, in 2018, I forgot to mention, in 2018, you were honored as, by the Safe Haven of Tarrant County with the Legacy of Legacy of Woman Award congratulations that's well deserved that's a, that's a pretty cool deal um we've we've enjoyed you on the show thank you for joining us um
1: pleasure
2: yeah it's been great being here and, and meeting you and, and just getting on a real deal podcast with all this fancy equipment
1: did it make you at all uncomfortable that this chair continues to move now <laughs> i'm worried about it you. it made me uncomfortable don't don't make the obvious
0: that's joke so Victoria. i wasn't
2: oh. in that chair exactly for myself yes. you took one for the team
0: i did well thanks victoria appreciate you for D-